Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hello and welcome to the SmackDown preview. I'm Adam Wilborn from What Culture, joined by one of the Dadly Boys, Michael Sidgwick from What Culture, here to look ahead to tonight's episode of Friday Night SmackDown. But before we get into it, if you're a fan of this sort of thing, make sure you subscribe to What Culture Wrestling on either iTunes, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts from, for daily wrestling podcasts, where we not only review SmackDown, but also Raw, NXT, AW Dynamite, AW Rampage, pay-per-views, we have interviews, roundtable discussions, and a roundup of the week, complete with a bloody good quiz, of course, on WrestleCulture. As I said, though, joined by Michael Cedric. Michael Hamlet still enjoying that well-earned fortnight off. But we're here to look ahead to SmackDown tonight and a major match, the Universal Championship on the line, Roman Reigns versus Finn Balor. What did you make of the setup to this last week and how do you see it playing out tonight? The setup was bog standard, <laughs> elevated by Finn Balor's incredible coup de gras. It looked like he'd caved that bugger's uh, ribcage in. It was great. Finn Balor's great. Roman Reigns is great in this role. My worry is that we are not going to get a finish. Yep. You can see the cogs of the storytelling just gradually rolling in the way that these things do in WWE. We know that Brock Lesnar is more likely to work Roman Reigns in Saudi Arabia. We know that WWE has an upcoming pay-per-view entitled Extreme Rules. We know that WWE tends to build rematches by doing matches, not angles or promos or anything cool, (laughs) that builds anticipation and doesn't give the game away, but they build matches via matches, and when there's a plunder, no disqualification match of that kind of ilk, we will see a non-finish. We will see and interference from the Usos. And in theory, it's boring. But in theory, it <laughs> also puts over the idea that Finn Balor is such a threat to Roman Reigns yeah. that he's going to rely on the Usos to help him out. And, oh, no, oh, God, I didn't expect, like, Sonia Deville and... What's the other one? <laughs> Postman Pierce. Postman Pierce to, oh, God, to put me in a match where this can't happen. It's like, what are the chances? Near the end of the year when suddenly everyone starts using tables, ladders, and chairs a little bit more. And it's just, the, 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 I think about this bollocks far too much, but like, this viewership has declined significantly over the years for a reason. Like, this sort of storytelling is so rude. And you know, if it doesn't happen, I'll be the first to say, 
in the office because Hamlet will do the review on Monday <laughs> or Tuesday. But in the office, I'll be the first to say that, you know what, I got it wrong. But it just feels like this is the way it's going to head. And the problem is, if you, quote-unquote, protect Balor with what is just basically transparent pretext to do a stepped-up match at Extreme Rules, you don't get the feeling that, oh, they're really looking after Finn Balor. And the fact that they're protecting me in this match means that he's going to do something of significance going forward in his next program. It just simply doesn't work like that. This is how they book their feuds. Um, and it will just, this deadening approach to how they do things will ruin my investment of the match as it happens. And this is why people don't watch WWE in great number anymore, despite the fact that the match quality, when it peaks, is largely excellent. This should be great. Like, Finn Balor ruled in NXT. I didn't like the character work that much, but in terms of the intricate work and how believable it was, I think this should be a tremendous little TV match. But how much does great action, clumsily welded to just cliched story beats, matter? In that scenario, because I completely agree that I think that's the direction they're going to go tonight, but in that scenario, would you rather have like a really good 20-minute match, really good back and forth, you know, near falls and what have you, which kind of negates the finish because if you're having such near falls that Roman Reigns is having to kick out at 2.999, surely prior to that you'd go, best get involved at this point. But would you rather have, yeah, like a, a really entertaining 20-minute match or just do a five-minute and then just twine with a chair sort of thing? Uh, I'm split because that's the thing. Neither outcome's good. You know what I mean? Neither outcome's good. Let's be consistent, Wilborn like I always am, and use a recent example of something that I really liked and that built towards something I really want to see more of. Christian Cage versus Kenny Omega on Rampage ruled. It went 15 minutes. We got a match so good that you thought the best thing about this match is that they are going to have to improve upon it Mm. at the pay-per-view. And it kind of represented a challenge. It was like, right, a challenge and a promise They've had to lay down the gauntlet to themselves to improve upon it. But the, the the hint to the audience is we don't usually do this on TV, so you best believe we're holding something in the chamber that's going to blow your tits off at the pay-per-view. Maybe. And you know what? With Roman Reigns, like him and the, the belt collector and the head of the table are two very similar gimmicks. Mm. They use associates to maintain their stranglehold on the title, but it never feels too chicken it, like, it can, but it doesn't. Both have been enormously protected. Roman Reigns... Has Roman Reigns taken a fall yet? No, he's done the visual submission. Yeah. But I've done fairly certain since he came back. We haven't seen him get pinned whatsoever. I, I would have remembered an actual pinfall. On, but they would have sold that big, wouldn't they? Oh, my God, he's, he's been pinned. And yeah. they did, like they did with Kenny Omega. Kenny Omega lost nothing for me because it's been so long yeah. and we aren't goldfish that I was like... If anything, all it did was inform the drama when it had no right to of All Out because he'd spent so long having not been pinned. We're talking almost a calendar year. It's been over a calendar year for Roman Reigns. Could they not give Balor even something similar to the Rampage finish? So I'm going to schmoz where Reigns and the Usos, their ruse backfires with the help of... Um, Street Profits. Street Profits. Balor can get the first pinfall over Roman Reigns. Just rip off a really good bit of booking. So you switch the title? 
That's a title, isn't it? Yeah. All oh, right. That's oh, going to suck then. <laughs> so my, my thought process was in terms of how I would, if you're having to, if you're having it, I wouldn't have this match, first of all. Like you say, I would have it a different way. Let's do an angle. Yeah, I'd, but you, there is a way you get through this because all Finn Balor said is, I want to fight for the title next week. And there's no, you know, they've said it's happening. They basically said it on Raw. They sort of speculated at the end of last week's show. We all knew it was kind of happening. It's not going to say no. But ha- I'd have Roman say, oh, you are going to fight me. You just got to fight these first and have him face the first Uso, then the second Uso. And then when Roman beats him, it's like, oh, well, in a fair fight, if you hadn't got to go through both Usos, who then, after they lost, twatted him with a chair or something, you could at least give him an out there. And then you say, okay, at Extreme Rules, Uso's banned from ringside or whatever. And then you've got your match with weapons and what have you. What I think actually might happen tonight is I think the Street Profits might take the Usos out of it. They seem to be heading in that direction with the SmackDown tag titles. And I think tonight, Paul Heyman gets involved because as far as I can remember, he's not really got involved in anything. You know, he stood there at ringside, but he's in a position right now where he's like, how do I win back Roman's trust? And maybe he thinks he does that by hitting Finn Balor with a chair as he's on the top rope about to hit the coup de grace. And maybe that also then adds into Roman's thing of like, why did you feel the need to do that? You never did that in Brock's matches. Yeah. There's a great story it's to a, be told It's a there. nice little wrinkle that can inform the long-term story here and um, add drama to this match. Paul Heyman has been accused of the Us- accused by the Usos last week of um, colluding. In cahoots. In cahoots, as they used to say back in uh, the Attitude Era. Maybe in a bid to overcorrect and overcompensate, he could do precisely that. He comes, hits Balor with a chair, but the referee sees it, throws out the match. Pierce and DeVille go, well, we can't have that. We'll have a no disqualifications rematch at Extreme Rules. So what you do is you protect air quotes on an audio podcast, Hmm. Balor. You give yourself an excuse to run it back at Extreme Rules. But at the same time, you inform the um, drama of the ongoing Brock Roman stuff. That's the better way. That's the non-cynical way. So there's two options here. That's the non-cynical, good, by WWE standards way. <laughs> yes. Or we can have Roman Reigns monologue, monologue for five minutes, <laughs> save every star in the chamber, not just an extra three quarters of one, and that's how you get the match. I'd like your version better, but mm. well, we'll see. Uh, on the other side of things, of course, Bianca Belair last week qualified to be the new number one contender for the SmackDown Women's Championship. They're presumably heading to Extreme Rules, her and, and Becky Lynch. Do you need a little bit more for you this week from Becky Lynch to, to to sort of personify this heel turn she's insisted on having? Yes, absolutely. And to their credit, the idea last week was she did turn heel. She was unapologetic, literally, in terms of blindsiding Bianca Belair and winning her title. And she basically just flatly refused to have the match. That, at this point, is not happening for her because the match, in fact, is happening. So Bianca Blair is going to challenge her. Does Becky Lynch try and duck out of it? She didn't seem interested in having it, but now it's on the horizon, having um, Bianca Blair having beaten those three women. Oh, Christ, I don't know, mate. Mm. I really don't know. Like, just bust Bianca Blair open and do a heat angle. That's my answer to everything. Yeah, like, it's, 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 my, my mindset is very much similar to what we saw when Sasha Banks returns of like, 
hey, you know, you and I, we're friends, and we'll jo- have a jolly good fight at Extreme Rules. But it's called Extreme Rules, so the moment you turn your back, I'm twang you with a chair. Yeah, I mean, there's a way to do it, but it's going to make Bianca Belair look like an idiot if again. she falls for, again, for Becky Lynch doing this, and maybe... Ah, they love the underdog stories. Daniel Bryan broke that company. <laughs> and he's going to piss on it as well when he becomes all elite. <laughs> um, I would, because what there's potential here that they've done not insignificant damage to the Bianca Belair character. She looked like an idiot at SummerSlam. She was very polite and expectant of Becky Lynch to just give her a match. It's like, well, she's a heel in WWE. Why would you possibly think that? Gradually, they are running the risk of making Bianca Belair look like a tit. So I, if I was booking this, would simply have Bianca Belair take off the earrings, just say, I know what you're doing. You can't escape the fight. I've won the match to get the fight. Come out here right now. Maybe even some kind of air security breakup that Becky Lynch can get the better of because she's only chinning a security guard and not Bianca Belair. Some kind of like chop block target some kind of limb, like the arm, to set up uh, a potential finish at Extreme Rules. I would just... The absolute primary objective here, regardless of how the story plays out, is to not make Bianca Belair look like a moron. That was that, that would be on the whiteboard. If I was booking this, and there's 40 writers in the room, great. That's, that's helpful. <laughs> um, I would On the whiteboard, I would say, objective... Bianca Belair must not look like a complete geek. How do we achieve that objective in an angle? Give me your pictures. So I don't know the angle, but I know the goddamn objective at this point. Um, I haven't seen a get into a sort of verbal slang match that led to a match with, off the top of my head, Carmella and Zelina Vega. What do you reckon, boss? Oh, boss. You know what's really good drama? Asking questions of the audience. What if... Bianca Belair and Becky Lynch are both attacked by Zelina Vega and Carmella halfway through a verbal altercation. I like it, I like it. Let me, I think I can see where you're going. Keep going. They are both attacked by Zelina Vega and Carmella who both feel they're entitled to um, a championship opportunity. You're talking my language, yeah, yeah, pal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What if, and people won't see this coming because they're meant to be in feud. Bianca Belair. Go on. And Becky Lynch yeah. versus what? Zelina Vega and Carmella. And the audience will be saying, can, can they, they coexist? Co-exist? Yes! I tell you what. Give this guy a raise. Sack that guy over there. <laughs> yeah, that's probably what's going to happen. What would be nice is if she was just like going out there going, come on, let's sign this for Extreme Rules then, Becky. And because it's WWE, they'll probably go, oh, no. Carmella comes out and goes, you're not pretty enough for Extreme Rules or whatever. Just wreck her with a chair. Just be like, oh, this is a side to Bianca Belair. We've seen her being the plucky baby face and the dominant champion. Just be like, what are you even doing here? You're not Becky Lynch. And if Becky's not going to be there this week or whatever, or not, you know, ref- you know, via satellite, that's always quite good for a heel. Just be like, well, I'll give you a sneak peek what's coming your way, Extreme Rules. And just ruin her. No offense for Carmella. No 50-50. No going to the break and coming back and, whoa, what's next for the number one contender? Nah. Smashes her with a chair. Sets up some tables. KODs her through them and be like, look, I respect you, 
but you, you're ducking me now. We all know it. Like you say, we all see what you're doing, and I'll see you at Extreme Rules. Yeah, absolutely. A baby face badass. What? <laughs> Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Before we go any further, though, this show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Now, we all carry around different stresses. They can be Big life worries or just, you know, little things like your favorite wrestler not being used properly. The thing is, when we keep them bottled up, it really can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever is weighing you down. It is really helpful, too, for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. Therapy basically empowers you to be the best version of yourself. So why not give better help? a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and best of all, suited to your schedule. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash whatculture today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash whatculture. Right, let's talk uh, the tag team division, um, because the Usos... I've moved on from the Mysterios. I haven't. We'll come to them in due course. Um, but it looks like the Street Profits are next to them. And I tell you what, the Usos versus the Street Profits with a bit of Mad Ladder stuff chucked in there is potentially sensational. I feel a bit bad for the Alpha Academy, who I, in my head have been really dominant, but I suppose have been getting DQ'd quite a lot recently. But even so, they ruined Montez Ford on several occasions. But probably what's going to happen is they're going to be out there wanting the Usos and then... Alpha Academy is going to come out, and then they're finally going to get that victory over Otis. But yeah, what do you think of the Street Profits being the next number one contenders? And actually, I haven't really had a chance to, to talk to you about Otis and what they're doing with the Alpha Academy. I'd love to hear your thoughts on that as well. Um, how to progress this feud between Street Profits and the Usos? Uh, Street Profits could simply win a match. And the problem is that the, mo- the most available heel team to beat, to sort of put across to the audience their winners, they are, might win the titles, is the Dirty Dogs. Dirty Dogs. And how often have we seen that? Yeah. Like one million times. Um, when you, It's funny, when you said ladder there, I'm thinking, cool your Jets, Wilborn. What month is it? Mm. And it's, it's not December, is it? I'm thinking, oh, there's a gimmick pay-per-view like every other month. So <laughs> literally a ladder pay-per-view the other week, yeah. uh, the other month. So yeah, there will, might be a ladder involved. Or maybe WWE will realize, you know what? Done a lot of ladder matches recently. Let's do something else. I don't know. Let's do ladder matches. Like it'll be tits, but it'll just be. It'll be one of those, when you're in the moment of watching it, you'll think, "Oh, I'm thrilled." 
But in the build-up, you'll think, I'm bored of ladders. I'm bored of excitement. This is what this company does. Mm. I'm bored of dangerous, adrenaline-pumping, risk-taking excitement. I'll tell you what's happened. They've gone Montez Ford doing a massive frog splash off a ladder and work backwards from there, basically. Yes, absolutely. Um, as for Otis, dude is woefully miscast. Like, woefully miscast for me. It's like, it's... If he can do a passable version of a monster heel, so many people can do that. He had something. I didn't necessarily like that something. I received incel vibes from that something. Who's <laughs> creeping up on Mandy Rose. It's not the way to get a woman. No. Or a partner. No. You don't, like, cast yourself as an object of pity and then worm your way in. Excuse me, my lady. Exactly. Exactly. You don't do that. Forsooth, I have desired thee from afar. (laughs) You just, if you're going to be having a pity party because no one likes me. Oh, I like you. How much? (laughs) Test your love for me. Look, if people want advice, what they need to do is tell people how they feel about them. If they don't respond within five minutes, just... Just have a go. Because that's what apparently they do on the internet now. Bitch. (laughs) (laughs) Look, here's the thing. Regardless of whether I thought Otis was just trying to worm his way in. Don't worm your way in. Just be open. Don't don't be like a little weird loser. He was being a weird loser. And then Mandy was seeing him as this big, sexy beast man. Which he what? Like, if he hadn't been acting like that. He's just, you know, a big guy, likes his food, and likes to have fun. <laughs> don't have him then be like, oh, wish I could get a girl. Like, Well, I don't know why this is, Wilborn, but for whatever reason, the WWE Universe connected with that character. <laughs> so if he's got a character that fans connect with, and you know what? NXT Otis, we loved. I, Andy Murray had the best, had an epiphany moment back in the old office in the before times. I said, I've worked it out, lads. Otis is Tucker's pet. <laughs> and I was like, that's the best take you've ever unleashed, Murray. People liked this weird fella. Can it not just be the weird fella again yeah. because this stuff's wash? Yeah, I mean, I, I like the dynamic. I like, you know, Chad Gable unleashing him on people. But like you say, could have... I don't want to use this name. I just do not want to suggest this and bring this into... But he, it could have been like a Jackson Riker, for example. I know he sort of had something. Similar. He could play that role as well as Otis is. Yeah, it's not that great a role. It, you rely. You don't have him do any talking or any. You know, he's just mean. And Chad Gay was that little weasel in his ear who goes, "They've been saying nasty things about you, Jackson. Get him, sort of thing." Once upon a time in Hollywood style. Yeah. Except no one in this roster is anywhere near as cool as Brad Pitt. Did you like it? You watched oh, that the other day. God, it was so time. awesome. Watching. Brad Pitt cave in the skulls of hippies was so goddamn satisfying. Like I was, I was genuinely giddy with excitement. You were like, "Oh, I've watched like the first twenty minutes or whatever. I'm watching the rest of it tonight." It was like you and Point Break. It was yeah. like, "Oh my god, tell me when you've seen it because it is spectacular." Brad Pitt's just so cool when he's got a gun in his face and he's like taking the mick out of the guy's name. He's like trying to remember it. He's got a gun in his face. Rex, no, nah, no, nah, I was dumber than that. Shoot him, text, text, that was it. And they, and oh, that's so good. It's awesome. You haven't seen it. DiCaprio's piss funny in it as well. Yeah. 
watch. Well, I'm not even a big Tarantino guy, but Once Upon a Time in Hollywood rules. Yeah. It's Such really a satisfying, cool, funny, cathartic viewing experience. Speaking of which, let's get back to SmackDown <laughs> and uh, talk about Happy Corbin. He's transformed now. He's in the money. Uh, he tried to buy Big E's money in the bank briefcase last week. Enough of that, bollocks. What's next for him? And why is it in my head, Sami Zayn aligning himself, and aligning himself with him and taking all of his money, basically? <sighs> I don't know. The Big E feud must continue. No, please no. Briefcase on a pull match? It's extreme rules. I don't even want to consider... what He won the briefcase fair and square. Why is he going to put it up there? He might get attacked. Because Happy Corbin isn't a highfalutin gambler. He's a professional wrestler. At some point, they have to tether this to pro wrestling. And the only way my cynical lens through WWE can see this playing out is with a uh, briefcase on a pull match. (sighs) The briefcase is the center of their dispute. They... Or in a feud that must continue. The next day on the calendar is Extreme Rules. Mm-hmm. They're like wacky stipulations. Extreme Rules. Briefcase on a pull. Why not build to something down the road? You know they have those fancy... You've answered your own question, mate. Mm, yes. You know they have the fancy chairs in Saudi Arabia where all the really rich people sit. Can we add an extra one on the end and have Baron Corbin sit on one? It's like it doesn't work the card. Yeah. But then again, Saudi Arabia shows are such house show light shows that everyone works like Corbin there. Mm. So it doesn't make a difference if he's in the chair or not. I don't know what skit they do with him well, this week. Well, here's the thing. You think that's a nice idea. What would the dress him as? Oh, no. Yeah, that's a good point. Oh, God. In the event that this happens, which it almost certainly will. I think actually what happens this week is I I really like the way Big E, I say this often, can pull off the wacky bollocks that they give him, sitting at ringside with his feet in a massager or whatever it is, and then switch to don't mess with me and stop offering to buy my briefcase. I'll mess you up sort of thing. So maybe this week they roll back the years to the Attitude Era and do something akin to when Chris Jericho pissed in William Regal's tea, basically. I.e., Corbin's got his own fancy dressing room backstage because he's splashed out because he wants to feel good when he's in, I think they were in Jacksonville this week. Someone sent us a very funny tweet saying, our oh, people in Jacksonville must be so happy to finally get some good wrestling. <sighs> um, and maybe they does the whole, oof, Jacksonville, Florida. Ugh. So he's got his own special That was ironic, room. right? Yes, absolutely. Good. It wasn't like, was there a cry laugh emoji at the end of it? There was definitely just a touch of grass. A cry laugh emoji at the end of it. So he has his own fancy dressing room, and he's now got his own personal chef who's cooking him a burrito or whatever it is. Or some bollocks like that. Uh, Let's move on. What would you reckon to the Sami Zayn idea? I love the idea of Sami Zayn, you know, he's this aspiring dictator and he's like, this guy's got loads of money. I can use that to advance myself and my cause. Possibly, yes. I don't hate it. More Sami Zayn on SmackDown. More Sami Zayn on SmackDown. Um, Less Big E in the orbit of Happy Corbin. 
I just want to like Biggie. They might do that as well because they love being like, this is Sami Zayn, don't donate money to his cause. So <laughs> this tells the story brilliantly, guys, especially with what's coming up next month. Enough of all that bollocks. Let's go talk about the brilliant kingdom of Saudi Arabia now. There's nothing wrong with this. That's what they're going to do. We've worked it out. Uh, speaking of Sami Zayn, last week he defeated Dominic Mysterio. And I have one question for you. And I'm not going to leap straight to the end. I'm going to start at the beginning. I'm not going to get ahead of myself here. But Michael Sidgwick, in Michael Hamflet's absence, can you tell me, is Dominic Mysterio going bad? I mean, he'd have to be good first. <laughs> but you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, he's fundamentally sound. That's what you're after, isn't it? Fundamentally solid professional wrestling. That doesn't even say it's professional wrestling. Um, that seems to be the indication. Mm. He's been accused by his father. Think about it, son, man. They're trying to distract you. And take your eye off the ball. It's a good one. My dad used to say that. Think about it. Okay. So he's like Jacqueline. Think about it, man. So that's what Ray Mysterio was saying to Dominic when like, the Usos were on the street. And think about it, man. They're trying to distract you. So that was phase one. Mm-hmm. If you like phases. Phase two was... Uh, I haven't spoken that last week. I forgot. He got beaten by Sami Zayn uh, um, because he he wasn't. He did really well. Hit six on nine. Went up for the frog splash like his real dad. And then uh, Sami Zayn rolled to the other side of the ring and he just rushed in, exploded suplex. Uh, and then I think Sami just pinned him. And he then his dad went to comfort him and he went, "Get off me, dad, daddy, touch grace." <laughs> so yeah, grumpy, grumpy Dominic this week. Emo Dominic. Oh! You cannot spell Dominic Mysterio without emo. <laughs> That's a very good point. Oh, my God. Grown out. Dye his hair black. Grow out the fringe. Sweep it to one side. Eyeliner. Eyeliner. I'm, I'm, an ex, I'm an authority on this. Then again, I'm a, no, I'm not really. I'm a proper emo guy, right? I'm a Midwestern emo guy. Ooh. I'm backpacking specs in tight-fitting white T-shirts. Mm. I'm not dye your hair black and sweep it over. But no, that's what people think emo is. Mm. Screamo. Go to the Midwest. Touch grass. Um, but no, seriously, sulky emo. This is what they think the youth is. Mm-hmm. I don't even know what it is, <laughs> but I know it's not that, I yeah, don't think. Definitely not. Oh, my God. Dominic Mysterio, dyed black hair, grown out, swept across his face. Rey Mysterio can say, son, you're losing your matches. You've already lost everything anyway. Dominic Mysterio should release an album with an incredibly cumbersome, overlong title. Yeah. That's a really good shout. It could, something like, Struggling to escape the haunting legacy. The, uh, struggling to overcome the daunting legacy of our fathers in a 1 a.m. bar in the city. That can be his title. <laughs> Someone his please album. make that artwork for that and send that to us on Twitter. By the way, you know why you're having to talk about SmackDown again today? It's Hamlet. Yeah, do you know where he's been? Didn't see the cribs again. <laughs> Is he? Yeah. <laughs> you know what? I'm so happy for him. I legitimately am. For those who don't know, 
Michael Hamflet, in addition to being a Sidgwick mega fan, is also a mega fan of the Cribs. He's like, you know, the Grateful Dead, mm. and people used to, the Deadheads used to follow him around. I probably wouldn't do the same with the 7.2 out of 10 indie band, <laughs> but Hamflet loves the Cribs, loves them. So much so he'd go to Halifax, apparently. Hey, there might be listeners from Halifax. Hey, I'm just saying. People, hey, yeah. it's a journey to make. Well, you've already offended half of the globe with your accents. Can you do a Halifax accent? <laughs> I don't think I can, and I'm not going. To. Where is Halifax? In the Northwest. Yeah, honestly, I did geography at A level, and I'm awful. Well, I'm assuming that extended further than Halifax. I don't think Halifax was on the curriculum. Like, no offense to Halifax. <laughs> Issues in Cyprus. <laughs> um, he, yeah, he's going to go bad. Good, fantastic. That's all. No, Hamlet wanted to see the cribs for eighteen months. These last eighteen months, and I, you know, again, speaking about them in the past tense, just feels like you're inviting fate. But he's missed desperately gigs. He loves gigs. He likes gigs more than WWF New Generation. So I'm chuffed for Hamlet, but don't do it much more often because SmackDown previews, which people actually like this show. I don't know why. I do, I do actually. You're trying to compensate for how bad your thing is. <laughs> people want a little bit more earnestness on the SmackDown previews than the Raw previews, I think. <laughs> It's getting, it's getting, the gap's closing, I've got to be honest. It's gonna, oh, my God. When Brock Lesnar squashes Roman Reigns in Saudi Arabia. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. SmackDown sucks now. It already sucked, baby. Touch of grass. Send, <laughs> send people personalized cuts of grass. <laughs> no, it's not all bad news. It's a good wrestling gimmick. Yeah. People should go to, like, GCW, because it's more it's niche than a mainstream thing, with, like, bits of astral turf. And if they're getting booed, by the people in the uh, audience on the stage, boo, boo. I get the little astral turf out the pocket and get the microphone, hey, touch grass. <laughs> I love it. All right, this has been the SmackDown preview. I really enjoyed this. Uh, let us know your thoughts ahead of the show tonight on Twitter at WhatCultureWWE. Watch that you can follow both of us and send us Dominic Mysterio emo album covers. Uh, Michael Sidgwick at M. Sidgwick. Follow me at Adam Wilborn. Follow us all at What Culture WWE. And make sure you subscribe to What Culture Wrestling wherever you get your podcasts from for daily wrestling podcasts. Loads of good stuff coming your way over the next few days. We've got the AEW Rampage preview coming later. Wrestle Culture with a hashtag bloody good quiz and uh, talking about NXT and its future with Vince McMahon and previewing all out this weekend as well. But for now, this has been the SmackDown preview. My thanks to Michael Sidgwick. Thank you for joining us. And we will see you soon. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello HelloFresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.